We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We have some interesting fab to talk about. We have a long suspension to talk about. All coming up next on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Thanks for joining us, whether you're doing it live or on the audio version. We really appreciate that. If you could please rate or view the podcast, we also appreciate that. It goes a long way to helping us out, help people find the podcast. All very good things. I am Scott Jenstead, joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Jeff, how are you uh, today? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, despite being super frustrated on Friday, I'm I'm at Universal with my nephews and being a good uncle uh, and you know, losing arguments about whether to wait in the line or not. I lost that <laughs> the sunk the sunk cost. Uh, wait, you got you got out of the line, right? Eventually, uh, uh, I, I, those I had rides. Ne- those rides never fix themselves fast. No, except well, here. Wait, what what ride? Thing. First of all, it was a Transformers ride. Uh, it's a good ride. It's a, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, earlier in the day, Harry Potter was down, so we went across to the Hippogriff ride. In the middle of the Hippogriff ride, it was down for like three minutes, but they fixed it really quick. All right. Um, so we had a little bit of history there. We get out of there. We timed Harry Potter perfectly. Oh, nice. Walked right through. Literally, they had just opened it back up. Like, it took us five minutes to get on. By the time we finished the ride and walked out, it was out the out of the uh, attraction, down the hill. It was like a 60-minute wait. So we, 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 we were already feeling pretty good about ourselves. Did uh, a pretty relatively short Jurassic World ride. I love that ride. Uh, right. Did a couple on the mummy, underrated ride. I think the mummy's cool. Um, and then we then we get to Transformers. We wait twenty minutes, ten of which we're not moving at all, and we fly through the first ten minutes, and then we just stop. Then we get the announcement. Like, yeah, okay, well, we had good luck earlier. Yeah, I, I was like, I. But the fact is, they said indefinite. That was the that was the key phrase. Um, anyways. Found out, so wasted 45 minutes there, didn't get to go on the ride. And it was kind of a downswing after that in terms of our luck. And then I get the news on Tatis. Did you? Did, I, there's did, a point did, to get was it. Was it my text or did you see it before that? I, I saw it right about, I got all a right. push from ESPN and Fox and yeah. all that on my phone. Right about the same time, like, ah, yeah. really? You, you know, we we're just, we we're on the precipice of him coming back. Yep. No. And as I tweeted out, don't, this is why you don't do celebratory. Oh, I was the last one to... Uh, Yep. It draft Tatis in the main event tweets. I mean, 
that team is viable too. It's in fourth place and you know, it's smelling distance of money in that one there. If we had used any, gotten anything out of that 11th round spot, you never know. And not to mention, I would have taken another middle infielder sooner, you know, think, you know, instead of thinking about that, I mean, the only good thing I I can say about that league, at least the middle infield slots is I do have Josh Rojas and that stash wait that that, waiting for that stash worked out. It's funny because we it, the your Tatis pick it was like it was out after the break and in, in the main event. And I asked you, should I do it? So in the main event you. in Vegas, you get like mm-hmm. a ten minute break between the tenth and the eleventh round. So we're kind of everybody kind of walks around. Everybody you know uses the bathroom, comes back. Everybody's looking at the boards and we we talked. We're like if Tatis is still there. It's been the latest he's been there. And I was like, I think I'm not a stasher, but I think you have to do it at this point with the thought that like worst case we're in our heads was like June fifteenth. I know and we're on know. August fifteenth, and a he hasn't played yet physically, and now we get this like. um it's uh, it, it's it's crappy. How do you feel about it from kind of a a baseball angle? Because I think it's 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 a really bad one. Because this is like face of baseball ish kind of guy, um, fun. Everybody loved him. Everybody loved watching him. You get something that you get the motorcycle thing, and then this like this is. I mean, talk about a, the the star on this guy getting getting uh, you know dimmed it's really terrible. badly. It's it's really bad. As as someone who loves baseball, loves the sport, and loves the young players in the sport, and all, I hate when people are like oh baseball's dying. There's no one good and young. I'm like, dude, you there's a line of people that are great and young. And he was at the top of that top of that line. Yeah, he, he's super fun, et cetera. I mean, I was already annoyed because, you know, the how we got hurt, you know, yeah. reckless on a motorcycle. And when they asked him, like, he kind of hit a witch crash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, one wasn't enough. Um, it, you know, the thing is, in his, his, his excuse that it was like ringworm medication, yeah. it was off just a little bit and all that. It just smelled funny. And yeah. to, to like the Padres credit, they're not buying it. Let alone the rest I, of baseball. I was surprised how strong AJ Preller's comments were. Like, I know and he may teammates. Think, too. Yeah, he may think that, but like, guys don't actually come usually come out and say that, especially against a, a like legit superstar franchise player. Yeah. Um. And I, you know, honestly, I, I'm just not. I, I I'm not buying what he says to say on that, and no, I'm either. frustrated. You know, it, it's you know, people do grow up, and I. Sure. I don't know him personally. I don't, I can only know what I've heard secondhand. Right. It sounds like he needs to grow up and he will hopefully, uh, and hopefully sooner rather than later. But yeah, this is, this is frustrating. Now next year you got to make this decision. Uh, but the other thing is they're talking and Preller is even talking like, well, now we're going to, we're going to dig into the wrist. We're going to dig into the shoulder. Cause remember the shoulder is still never yeah. repaired. Too. He's never had surgery on that shoulder. It's always been rest and rehab and all that. Yeah. I mean, my next question I was going to ask you, he's missing 30, the first 32 games of next year. So that's uh, takes him down to what? 130 max. Well, less playoff games that they play. Does that go count against it? Yeah, it does. Oh, I didn't know it did. Okay. So he's going to, let's just call it the first month just to be just right. To be, it's uh, still, yeah, it's going to be a, a, a chunk of the season three, you know, four weeks of the season. Where do you think he goes in the main event next year? God, uh, well, this is one thing. I had uh, Rob DiPietro, a dead pole hitter, on the podcast Thursday. They're doing a uh, first six rounds of a DC on Wednesday, <laughs> oh, and amazing. it will count for 2023. Oh, I like that it counts. Yes, it's not a mock. It's a right. first six rounds. So I bet you we do not hear his name in the first six rounds. I bet you we hear his name. You think we do? Yeah. All right. I, I, I well, let me, like I'll, a... I'll rephrase then. I would not utter said name in the first six rounds. Nor would I. Um. I think he's a like if I just just say he's looking healthy in spring training, gonna miss let's just call it thirty games. Um, I think his ADP is about fifty. Yeah, and I I really thought that I would yeah that I could see it, but I'm not gonna do it. There's gonna, uh, be, someone that, there's gonna be someone that does it before me in every draft. 
I was, that's what I said about Tatis though, in March before the main and right. nobody did it. Nobody so did, I did the it. damn thing. And now it did me. Um, and I won't be doing it again. I, I had religion on stashing and then I didn't, yeah. I didn't really know what religion meant. Uh, and so then if he's there and he sneaks into the sixth, seventh round of your draft, you, no. there's, there's gotta be a point to do it. Walk out of the room. Discard. Yeah. yeah. In an auction, just walk out of the room. No, you know, the thing is, Yes, somebody will get a windfall. You're not responsible for stopping every windfall from happening, right. though, especially in baseball. Yep. Especially in baseball. Yeah, I think there's someone in the, some of the chat. Lloyd was saying uh, no way pass. I think there's a lot of people that'll be like, you know, 50-ish no way pass, but I think there'll be someone that's going to see. I mean, he was the number one, number one or number two pick would help me. Like, this is a guy that is an uber star. I mean, projections are going to be still really, really, really good. I mean, the guy was 42-25 last year in 130 games. So that's 130 yeah. games. That's what he could potentially play next year. If he was the 42-25, he's a first-round value. Like, who knows where to get? He hasn't played. It'll be a year and a half now. Um, but I think someone's going to see that. Someone's going to talk to him in the 2021 line. They're see exactly 130 games and be like, yeah, fourth round, I'm doing it. Yeah. And I, I can see the logic. And, you know, there, there's a lot of facts that we don't have right now. Are they actually going to do something about the shoulder? Yeah. If so, what what does that do to his timeline? When you know, and when do they do it? Do I do it now? I mean, they should. They should. Yeah. They should. Yeah. Do it and my and my fiftieth is you know he's playing in spring training. He looks like Fernando Tatis, and I think that's that'll be about the range if he does. I mean, yeah. there's and, a lot of things that go wrong between now and then, but looking good, looks healthy. I think people look at that twenty one twenty one line, just be like, that's what we get, and they're going to go. For it. Yeah, it might even be sooner. I mean, we we yep. all saw how because look at the Ronald Acuna experience, and we saw that how he got was getting pushed up to the end of the first round, beginning of the second round. By the time we got to late late main event season, and you know we we should talk about Acuna because he's been not a, hitting it's as been well. a weird it's been a weird ride. Like he yeah. is he is running a ton. He has he has thirty two stolen base attempts. Yeah. He has twenty five successful, but he got what he has not, ten home runs. He hit one, he hit one the other day. He has ten home runs and twenty nine RBIs. Yeah, and the thing is, I, I was aggressively wrong. I, I had the whole supercut from uh, Sirius XM. He won't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to draft him this early because I don't think he'll be able to run. Oops. Yeah, I was super That's wrong. However, he's done. but the problem is he's not hitting for power. His ISO is way down. He's missing games here and there. You know, in the Mets series, he looked very ginger, and then yep. turned around and like hosed a guy today. That was pretty awesome. And or was it maybe it was yesterday that he did that against the Marlins? That was. But, a- freaking cannon by the way yeah it was and i guess like, we threw out but it was like turn and spin and throw i was like oh my god yeah and i think he homered yesterday yeah he and, homered yeah yesterday. and of course he, it was they played double the he met a homer in the first game and then sat the second game whatever it was but yeah and the marlins yeah. announcers are like well this is a can of worms but you can't let him dig in and all that because they plunked him so many different times yeah. and like guys just stop I mean, yeah, he, it he wasn't. Took about, he took about an hour ago on the bases, but him and the him and the Marlins—that's going to happen every time. Well, and he should do that. Yeah, I mean, he's I been no plunked problem. so many times. But you know, the Marlins announcers talking about that is nowhere near as bad as anything the Cleveland Browns have said lately. But okay, moving on from that can of worms. Moving, oh, on, moving on, moving on. That's a that's a can of worms I want no part of right now. Yeah, uh, I think Garoppolo is their quarterback by the end of the week. I think that September first is a big deal because of the finances, but you're probably I think, right. I think Garoppolo's a Brown by the end of the. By the time we talk next week, I think Garoppolo's a problem. Yeah, it might be right. Uh, I think he's yeah. getting a year, and I think they're going to make the trade. Yeah. Why'd you open up the can of worms? Um, <laughs> so we, we talked about Tatis. Both? Yeah. Tatis and the Padres. Man, the Dodgers. This team is insanely good. I know they lost it. They got shut out by uh, 
by by Singer. Like he talking about guys pitching well, but the Dodgers have yep. won twelve in a row coming in. Um, they just this team is just unbelievable. You look at and like the one weakness might be the bullpen, but there was there was some stuff on Twitter. I was going back and forth talking to somebody like they have eight starters. Like three of those guys are going to the bullpen in the playoffs. Like their yep. bullpen's suddenly going to get really good if they throw Dustin May in there. He's coming back this week. He's coming back as a starter. So I was reading yeah. about that. And you know how they sometimes have had a starter go, you know, they've all, not sometimes, almost always have had a starter go into the bullpen for the playoffs as Urias right. for that, uh, you know, Maeda. And it's worked really well. I was reading, um, I think it was JP Hoonstra who was saying that it won't, that won't be Dustin May. They don't really? want to do that with him um, because he's coming back. They don't want to like, they want him to be on a regular time frame. Uh, he had an immaculate. May had an immaculate inning today, by the way, in his rehab outing. And oh, he's na- there's he's like when you talk nasty, he's the legit. Like the last, the first what was that six weeks last year? The dude was awesome before he got hurt. Um, I just don't know who he starts in front of in the playoffs. I mean, it depends if they. I guess if they throw Tyler Bueller, Anderson, if they throw Bueller in the bullpen, then that's the big. That'd be the big difference. Because snap call Tyler Anderson, but uh, Arias. Sure. Arias, Kershaw, Bueller, Gonsolin is four, and you only need four in the playoffs. Do you think Kershaw is going to be ready? That's I mean, that's, there's there's two question marks. There's Kershaw and there's Bueller. Um, yeah. If it were me and I'm running the team, uh, Walker Bueller still in the seventh and eighth inning for me in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I think that's. Not I don't a know bad if he's going to be okay with that, but like if I could pick and choose, I think that uh, I'd rather ramp him back up for like big, like hard two inning stints like that, rather than try and ramp him all the way up to be a starter. And I think he could be nasty in that role. Right. And then you're going to get uh, Trinan back maybe in September. You're going to get Gratterall back maybe next week. Yep. Um, it, it, it's and nuts I, how much. I still, don't, anyway. I still don't feel good about a one-run lead with Kimbrel coming out. So like no, I, I was going to say, when yeah. when people say there's a problem in the bullpen, it, there's a problem with Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Gave up another homer today to our man Vinny P, who had a very nice yeah, week. He had a big week. Yeah. N- n- Well-timed, too. I really needed that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing is, Dustin May. So I think he's available in almost every main event. However, I, I think it's actually every, I think I looked it up. I think it's, I think it is every single one. And you can't pick him up until he yep. actually pitches. So selfishly, I, I'm running pretty low on fab. I want him to pitch on Sunday next week and not Saturday. Uh, I want, so he's not available for another week. Yes, that's right. Very selfish of me because I'm not going to be able to afford him. Uh, so are you I, hope, I what do you, you want like a rain out in there somewhere? What do you hope or just to change? Well, because change it, it was kind of like, un, it was kind of uncertain. Is he going to come back Saturday? Or is he going to come back Sunday? They said over the weekend, right? Um, I, I think, I mean, yeah, there might be at least in the main events. I don't think I'm going to be able to get him. but uh, we'll, you'll, we'll you'll know, you'll know your season was meant to be if we have a rain out in Los Angeles next Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck on that one there. Um, but uh, you know, the thing I, is, uh, I, I bid this week with Dustin May in mind next week. That makes sense. That, that, that really makes sense. I knew in one of my two main events, it didn't matter what I did this week because right. I, I, I wasn't getting them. And plus, I needed, I, I, I've, I've got a six win league, uh, six win lead in my league. Oh, nice. So, um, as, as much as I, another great starter is always awesome to have, it's not what I really need. Uh, I needed closing help and I got that. But, uh, you know, I, it's uh, going to be the last biggest big bit out there, I think. Yeah, and that's a good segue. And I was going to ask you a little about strategy kind of these last seven and a half weeks. I mean, you said it best. Like, it's not only attacking categories, but it's using your fab to attack things you need. I have one, just an example, I have one league where I have a ton of offensive pitching is struggling. I have a, one, a league where I have a ton of pitching and the offense is struggling. Like, I am 
not spending money where I'm where I'm strong. I mean, I'm, right. I'm bolstering. I'm making sure I have a good lineup. There's going to be guys down the bid. You know, maybe I'll you know four or five bit bucks on that I think are going to help me out. You always always want to bolster your strength, but like I'm saving my money to make sure that I can I can throw it all at the categories and stuff I need because that's these last eight weeks. That's that's what's all about. It is. It really is. And uh, so yeah, you know I, I you know. It, you know, you really need to dig into your categories, not just see where you're doing well yep. and do where you're doing poorly, but where can you gain points? Where where is it realistic that you can gain? Where do you where do you have to protect your flank too? Uh, like you can't just give like say, oh, I don't, I can't gain anything in stolen bases. You could lose three points in stolen yep. bases. You got to look at that that aspect of it too. Do I need to protect? It's a really it's a really good point because a lot of times I'll look and be like, oh, 13 points, I'm good. And then I realize there's four teams that are one stolen one or two stolen bases behind me. I'm like, that's a big chunk of points right there. So just because yeah. you have a 13 somewhere doesn't mean that you're you're good to go there. But let's jump into uh week 20. I can't believe it's week 20. That's crazy. This season is flying. Um, look at some good offensive schedules. There's some teams. Uh the Mets have eight games this week. The the surging really playing well, Mets. Um, they have four at Atlanta, four at Philly. Talk about a great week for baseball right there. Yeah, uh, it, it really is. It's massive on the road too. Yep. This is traditionally when the Mets falter. Yeah, but it is. I, I just don't feel that from them this year. I feel like they're legit. I mean, they've they've come up huge in some series lately. I mean, winning four out of five against the Braves last week yeah. a week ago was just massive. And it was um, only two games against the Yankees, but winning both of those always means something, and especially for them and in New York, that was that was big. It they, was a perfect was, week for the Mets. Yeah, I mean, it, it it was other than being not like mathematically perfect. It was you know it was an ideal weekend for them. And DeGrom just looks filthy right now. I mean, it just looks insanely good. I mean, I know it's only six, six innings and 75 pitches or 20 batters or like the dude is just unhittable. Yeah. Uh, Someone asked in the chat, if they can cut Tim Anderson. My answer would be yes. 100%. Yeah, 100% he's out, he's out six weeks. We're looking at, you're looking at maybe getting a week or two and uh, I'd, I'd cut him a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, so the Mets have eight games. Four Atlanta, four Phillies. Really, really fun. The 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 Philly or the Braves kind of uh, you know move their uh, pitching rotation around a little bit. So they have Spencer Strider to go against the Mets. So that's going to be fun tomorrow. That's Strider, Morton, uh, Odorizzi. And we don't know about Kyle Wright. Kyle Wright was bumped. Uh, he has a bit of an ar- bit of arm fatigue, um, so he's going to maybe pitch later in the week, but won't pitch at the start of the week. But you got Carrasco, Scherzer, and Degrom in that series against Atlanta too. I mean, this is going to be a fun four gamer. Yeah, um, and, and, you know and. They don't face Bassett, and who who's actually pretty darn good in his own right. But he, yeah. you know, he just finished his start just now because he's very slow. It's a joke. Uh, but it was funny. The uh, it, it I love the Mets. The SNY crew is just so good. They're talking. I just I love just, listening to those. I guys. love how much they've leaned into the Edwin Diaz stuff too. Like they don't yeah. get a commercial. They just like you know what this is cool. People like it. Let's just make sure that we get production value. We and they they're leaning right into it. They're not talking during it. It's been great. Like, as I think we talked about last week, but like at the point that the Mets are up and go in the night, like I go inside and tell my wife to go watch because she loves it. And like, that's, that's great. Like it's just, you don't it get that very often. Every single just, time. Anyway, it just, it just, it just really works. It's fun. I love what they did over the weekend where they have them in the bullpen. It's black and white. As soon as he steps on the field, it becomes color. It's just, <laughs> they're just, they're leaning awesome. all the way into it. It's great. It's what yeah. people love it. Like, let's have some fun. It's a sports. Like we should, we should have fun with this stuff. So. Yeah. And it, it's crazy because, uh, you know, Mets fans, yes, Mets fans about 16 months ago had they felt oh, about Edwin Diaz. There's a lot of there's a lot of Edwin Diaz tweets out there that people are hoping don't get found. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's a um, lot of there's a lot of he's the worst, he needs to be out. I mean, he he gave a lot of home runs, but and not only that, not only with the entry, like every time he comes in, he's nasty too. He struggled a little bit. I think it was last night, like put a couple guys on, but like the yeah. fact that we could say he struggled a little bit and still didn't give up any runs tells you all you need to know right there. Yeah, and it's against the Phillies who, you know, they're 
you know, a, a good lineup yeah. too. And so they're battling him and granted it was without Schwarber. Um, Schwarber, uh, you know, this, this is kind of an underrated thing to kind of watch for this week with him. Might so be a tough decision a, whether or not to start him. It's a calf, right? And he pinch hit Saturday and then sat. So he sat two days, but he pinch hit one day. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, calf injuries are nasty. Yeah, at least he's not a speed guy, but still needs to plant and swing, and that's uh, that's never great there. But yeah, he's no. got some speed. He has some stolen bases this How year. How many stolen bases? Yeah, he's he got like has six. Has I want to say it's six. I will double. admit that I uh, I regrettably do not have him anywhere after having him everywhere the last couple of years. You're right. He has six after one one in 2021, one in 2020. He has six this year. Wow. Yeah. You know it's quiet about him though, and I I always forget he's only hitting two eleven. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He had, he had 265 last year. Yeah, so it could be even better. But I think you'll take that trade off of 71 runs, 69 yeah. RBI, and 34 homers. Oh, where and he was, six stolen bases. Yeah, where he was drafted, yeah, you're giving me that all day. But the 211 is uh, a little lower. And every time I look at him, I'm always a little surprised. But I know he had a, I think he had a really bad July. I think he had like a buck 25 in July. So that probably was the Because his hot streak was two months long. It was May and June yeah. this year. Uh, he's still got a 314 on base because of that. he's walked 59 times. So he's not hurting the Phillies at all. That's for sure. We had a question in the chat from Lloyd. Uh, are you starting Strider and Morton this week for two steps? They get the Mets and Houston. Uh, I am, uh, it's a tough two step, but I am starting it hundred. Those two guys I'm starting for sure. I'm not even thinking about it uh, very long, to be honest. I'm definitely starting Strider because you know, you're getting the K's every time Morton. I might be a little bit more uh, trepidatious with, but I, chances are I don't have a better option, and it's two starts. Uh, yeah, I'll probably do it. I mean, uh, if I could I, start Miles Michaelis, mm, I do not like the cone <laughs> of shame um, in Colorado. I mean, I and still live to tell the tale. I'm going to do it with these guys. Yeah, and the weird thing at Morton is he's either been like really good or really bad lately. He's even like you know, four or five runs or zero runs. There's like very little in between. But with two starts with Morton, I'm I'm just throwing that. He's good enough that he's just. I know the matchups are tough, but I'm, I'm no way I'm sitting those two starts. Yes, uh, M asks hold Jose Miranda's corner. Yeah, I'm holding him. I think he's really good. Yeah, I know I, he's, I he's got some up ebbs and flows, but I think it's t- I think you got a lot of upside with that. Yeah, he's hitting 280 with 11 home runs. I'm I'm all I'm all keeping that. I think he plays a bunch down the stretch too. I'm I'm holding yep. it too. Uh, some other quick, some other good schedules. I like Cleveland a lot this week. They have a uh, four against Detroit, three against the White Sox, uh, the Padres. Uh, you know, we talked about Tatis earlier. They have three at Miami and then four against Washington. Some really good pitching matchups there. Although mm-hmm. I think they do face, do they face Alcantara? I think they do. They yeah, they do face Alcantara tomorrow. Uh, but they get four against Washington. And Washington is just a disaster right now. And the Giants, uh, the Giants have four against Arizona. Always love that facing those pitches. And they get three at Colorado. Uh, that's a really good week. And Giant starters are are always you know tough because they do so much platooning that's hard to figure out exactly what to do. But they do face five righties this week, so that you know, at least you know that you have a a pretty decent lean on the right-hand side. So you can start the Lamont Wade. Bought, I like Brandon Bell a lot this week. Um, so those lefties and the, and the Giants are a really good play this week. I think. Yep. Uh, bad week for Wilmer Flores, on the other hand, though. Yeah. Is J.D. Davis playing only against lefties? Honestly, I don't have any J.D. Davis in my life. So I, And the he's, Giants are so milquetoast and boring this year that I haven't really paid attention too much. He's had some big moments for them, but I think it's pretty much, uh, pretty much strict platoon. So, you know, he's not going to sit – five games this week but i think if he sits he probably sits three and that makes him really difficult to play despite yeah um you know doing doing a little bit of a uh, good work when he has played well the problem is you know it's both davis and longo 
I mean, yeah. you got two right-handed hitters. Yeah, Longo there. hasn't played. He's been sitting a lot since he came back, too. They just have a lot. They have a lot of moving parts there. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into Fab. I thought it was a uh, more interesting Fab week than it has been a couple weeks. There were some pitchers. There were some hitters. Uh, let's start with hitters. We can just start with starters. I'm going to flip it around a little bit. Start with hitters. Uh, Vaughn Grissom was the the biggest name, I think, as I was looking through leagues. He was For called sure. up by the Braves straight from Double A. Uh, he was uh, he was been, been really good in Double A, both power and speed. Of course, his first game in Fenway, uh, you know, has a home run and a stolen base, just to add to the uh, add the hype but uh you know 14 and not just run. a home run but out of the stadium yeah. home run with a bat flip on it like that was a bomb yeah. uh 14 home runs 27 stolen bases hit well over 300 across a and double a uh, his has a, his hit for high average across the minor leagues in 2019 2021 and this year so like looks really good um question is a when does ozzy albies come back you know how long does he have how long is his leash you know b do they play him does he you know get that first time up in the major strike out a bunch but doesn't strike out very low strikeout numbers in the minors, like under 15%. Um, how aggressive with you were you on Grissom? Uh, I know you don't have a ton of money in your leagues, but like, how'd you feel about him as a, as a call up this week? Uh, I felt pretty good about him because it's, I, I, I do give the Braves trust. I mean, I, I feel like they've earned it there. That, that when they've decided to call guys up, it usually it sticks. Um, that said, I am over whatever number of leagues that we were in so far that I've had fab results from. 0 for 5 in, in uh, NFBC Universe Leagues with Scarf left to go. Um, I, yeah, I, I like him a lot. I just am not getting him anywhere. Uh, and, one of, and one of my mains, it was, I mean, he went for 331, which was more than I had. Uh, someone I who had been that was someone who had just been, had some money and might as well burn it now. Pretty much. It's yeah. like someone, I, he's not doing well in the league. Uh, but you know what? You spend your money, you spend your fab sure. however you want. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like someone slapped him in reality. It's like, hey, you got all this money. Right. You know, don't forget to do this. But I, I can't confirm nor deny that, and I don't really care that much. I mean, the fact is I wasn't going to get him. So right. second at, place was over 100. Yeah, 331, you know, he was going to win that bid no matter what. Mine was frustrating. I have – uh, I've mentioned I have two leagues. One's great on offense. One's bad on offense. The one is bad on offense. I was in the forties for him. Really wanted to get him. Uh, I was the backup, but he went for one ten. Like, he went for twenty seven in my other main though. So like I could have, could have had him there. I was, I didn't really need offense there. I put a twenty two bid in just to kind of. I was the backup, but um, yeah, I would have loved to get him in the league where I needed offense. Just you know, you're looking for anyone with a spark of upside here for his last six weeks. And after losing Sal Perez, I was hoping to get someone, but uh, we'll talk about who I did get later, but yeah. Grissom um, went for 45 and a normal bidding in my other league, okay, which was still more than I bid. Right. Um, I only had 59 going into bidding. So I could have got that, but as we talked about earlier, I had a targeted bid. Well, we will get to that. Um, were you in? Were you looking at uh, Wander Franco at all? He was eighty-one percent rostered in the main event, seventy-five percent in the online championship. The NFC twelve teamers. Uh, some news this week that he's taking batting practice. Going to start his rehab assignment. Um, were you in on that? Was he available in your leagues? I mean, those are pretty high ownership, so he might not have been. But uh, how do you feel about Franco coming back? Coming back from the hamate bone? You think you know he's not really a power guy anyway? Like you know, we I know he's a huge prospect, really good player. But do you think he's going to work fantasy wise for us down the stretch here? That's a perfect question for you because remember how we were talking about how I've gotten religion on stashing and all that, right? I picked up Wander Franco when I dropped Tatis. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a big dummy. Hey, um, if you're going to go for like world's elite prospect, you pick up another elite prospect. Yeah, right? I mean, damn, I, what's it in Tombstone? Uh, my uh, my hypocrisy knows no bounds. Um, I like that, that, that's how I am there. Is that is that a recent enough reference for you, Scott? Did you get that one? Uh, I know what Tombstone is. I would not have known that that was from it, though. Okay. 
Uh, I, yeah, think I, gotta, I think it's almost a crime that Val Kilmer was not nominated for a best supporting actor in that movie, by the way. Yeah. 27 to 14, I won the bid on him. All right. So, that's a, and that was in uh, main event? That was main event. That was Vegas, Maine, where uh, Maddie Wood is kicking our butts. Uh, and then there, there's Batflip and Pausma, and I'm, I'm kind of trying to sneak in. I can see them now. Okay. Uh, but I'm still distant behind them now. And the thought is maybe not this week, maybe not the start of next week, but maybe the weekend after he's going to be playing. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it was, it was kind of like, okay, if, if the league doesn't go aggressively, I will at least have, you know, at least, at least I'll, I'll as a keep him honest, bit. that's what it was really. And the league was honest or dishonest on him. They were honest on Grissom. So yeah, I'm trying to look. I don't think he was available. In, he was not available in either of my main events. I would have bid there for sure. Um, he was available in one online. I'll have to look as we're as we're going along here and see what he went for there. But uh, right. was not available in mine. But I mean, that's someone that once he's active, you're slotting him in and playing him every week. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's is. a that's a not like oh who's he facing? Like, you're just putting him in the lineup. I think that you know it's, unless he you know looks like a different guy, I think you're just playing him and you know not huge power, but the batting average great hits the ball hard. Um, you know, will hit in a good lineup spot. Like that's someone that it's hard to find guys at this point in the season that just are automatic lineup guys. And he's going to be one once he comes back. Yeah. You know, and yeah, absolutely. And it's the league where, I mean, it's the position where I'm dropping the, uh, you know, I'm, he's, he's a straight replacement for Tatis right. too. Yeah, uh, fits, interesting. Uh, my third option did not get picked up, so I'm not going to say who it was, but I'll tell you later, but all right. Um, you know, well, it's a, but it was a stash that is a shorter stash and I saw him picked up in other leagues earlier. So all maybe right. people can infer from that if they want, but, uh, Anyways, um, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. That was the hitter that I got. And I don't think I got too many other hitters. Oh no, and in, in one league I got Joey Manessis. That's another guy I've been looking at. Well, let's um, let's talk. Since you brought him up, let's talk about him. Uh, obviously, he came up for the Nationals. Has had a huge week. I think he has five home runs in his first nine games with the Nationals. Um, but he's a power guy in the minors. I mean, he hit twenty home runs in ninety six games in Triple A for the for the Nats this year. Another five. Uh, he had what uh, fifteen in twenty twenty one for Boston. They had a twenty three home run season a couple of years ago. I think the power looks legit. Obviously, not five home runs in nine games. Power, but doesn't strike out a ton. Has been hitting the ball really hard. Um, he was an interesting guy if you needed power this week. Yeah, uh, I. I, I again, this is the I saw on tribute, uh, Twitter, but I can't attribute because I my pea sized brain doesn't remember who said it. But he's basically this year's Swindell. Um, yeah, that's probably a pretty good comp right there. Patrick Wisdom or yeah. Brian LaHare, or maybe you can go with a non cub version of this too. But uh, everybody it, with your Brian LaHare bingo cards, uh, you've won the game again. Yes, again, it's it's I keep going back to that particular <laughs> well, it's so fruitful. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's it's not Mr. Right, it's Mr. Right now. Uh, he's he's playing every day. And, and he, hitting, he's hit, hitting middle of the lineup now. I think middle he hit, lineup, I think hitting he bombs. Fifth uh, every day this week. I think it's fourth one day. Like, I know their lineup's bad, but give me a guy hitting the middle of the lineup to hitting bombs right now. And like you said, Mr. Right Now, that, that, that works well. So the guy I picked up ahead of him is very much a Mr. Right Now and one that may not work very well. But hitting the middle of the lineup, uh, Fran Mill Reyes yep. picked up this week by the Cubs. Uh, he was DFA'd uh, by, the, uh, by the Guardians. Um, after his 30 home run there last year, a lot of people loved him coming into this year. Um, I need RBIs badly. I am really struggling with RBIs. It's my worst category by far. I don't know if this is going to work, but I mean, this is a guy that right, you know, has a huge, has a big upside, has a huge power upside, and the batting average is going to be bad. But I can kind of stomach that on this team. Um, he felt to me like he was he was shot that I needed to take, and it may not work out, but you can see some real upside there. Yeah, and it, it's. Cubs, it makes all the sense in the world for them to take that shot. I, 
This is a strange one. How the the Guardians just something, let him go. Something happened there, right? Yeah, it had yeah. to have. I mean, you don't just give up thirty homer guys all the time. Right. Um, but you know, it it's it, it's odd though that you know. You know, that they just, yeah, they gave him away for free. But, you know, the Cubs should have been claiming him. This is exactly, you find out, and maybe find out why. And you're like, oh, okay, this is why. Um, and and it certainly seems like they're going to play him. I don't think he's going to, like, they're going to pick him up and play him twice a week. It seems like he's going to play almost every day. And maybe they see what they have and see if it see if it sticks. I mean, it makes sense. I, I mean, he strikes out a ton. He's striking out a ton more than usual this year. Um, maybe he's bad for six weeks, but I think they're going to give him a run. And I think that they're, in terms of picking guys up off the waiver wire, he came, he came pretty high to me as a guy that, could hit more home runs than anybody else. Yeah. And yeah, again, like it costs you very little. And, yeah. you know, I don't know how much, how much did it cost you in fab? 40 bucks. Okay. I mean, backup yeah. was, uh, backup was like 25 or something like that. Okay. That's a pretty reasonable bid. Yeah. I mean, um, I've got, I have, I'm look, I have 240 bucks or something. And the good news for you is he counts it as an outfielder now, too. Yeah. That was huge. That was the, I, I checked that like three times before I bid, too, because I was like, are we sure he's mm-hmm. an outfielder? Are we sure he's an outfielder? I looked, I'm like, all right, he's definitely an outfielder. Uh, so that definitely helped the cause. You never, nothing want worse to, than seeing like a default uh, listing in a commission service and then you find out he actually doesn't qualify yeah. there. No, I actually looked at how many games he played in the outfield before I even trusted yeah. anything else. He had 13 games in the outfield this year. So we're good. Uh, yeah. I did not want the ut only there if i if i could avoid it so it was uh it was nice there i think that uh i just i need home runs and rbis and he felt like the best shot right now uh, to, to get those things it might not work he might go for 20 i get that but um you know rbis are not easy to find hitting the middle of the lineup which is which is nice um what about uh in boston uh christian arroyo is playing every day somewhere for the uh, the red sox right now uh, i was listening to the red sox broadcast the other day and it was like the top thing in the grid so i just kind of had it on uh they were really raving about him he's hitting the ball hard 43 percent hard hit rate doesn't strike out a lot he's changed his strikeout rate a lot he's 24 percent last year 14 percent this year it's 180 plate appearance he's played a bunch um he's a guy that uh, you're probably a little bit of batting average not much power not much speed but uh you know, maybe some counting cats feels like a uh, a playing time play right now for me yeah um again yeah this time of year you're not looking for the perfect player yeah I mean, it's hard to, you know, the most of them, if they're a perfect player, they're already on a roster. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very rare. Playing, you... playing every day and three se- eligible at second short and outfield. Like that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he's got a little bit of speed, a little bit of token power, five homers. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't played a ton so far this year, but he's playing a lot right now. And yeah. so you look at that and you're like, sure, why not? Made a nice defensive play to end the game tonight. Uh, that, that always buys you a little bit more time. He makes contact too, 84% contact rate. Um, obviously it's not the hardest contact in the world. Uh, otherwise he, he, he wouldn't be like readily available to pick up, but sure. Why not? Right. Some in the chat, as we'd rather have Max Muncy or Von Grissom, I go Max Muncy triple position eligibility and seems to be uh, locked in again in the last couple of weeks. Sure. I can buy it. Uh, Jeff, would you drop Tanner Scott for either Alexis Diaz or Jonathan? Hernandez? I got to ask you, cause there's a Reds player involved in that question. Diaz got like the five out save today. Tanner Scott yeah. blew one, but you know, Hernandez didn't get Texas to save today. It was uh Leclerc, right? Did Hernandez got it yesterday, right? Did he was just, he was just like a, a workload kind of thing. It was Leclerc today, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good question in terms of like, you know, usage. I'm checking out the game log now to see, like, uh, he had pitched three out of the last four days. Yeah, so. I knew we got the save yesterday. Cause I was looking at some things. And he, he pitched on Friday and actually gave up two runs. Uh, and three hits. So he, he's probably like, he was definitely down today. So, and Tanner Scott got smoked today. But Tanner Scott's been pretty good most of the year. Yeah. And in fact, didn't Tanner Scott have a four out save earlier in the week? 
Yeah, um, he could have. I just know. I just saw the Braves scored three on him late today. Yeah, and that'll happen. Um, Michael Harris, who is a golden god, uh, had a homer yes. and the stolen base today. He he got him. Yeah, um, he had a he had a four out save against the Phillies on Thursday night. So, yeah, and that was the last time he had pitched. Now Tanner, that's uh, Tanner Scott. Tanner I mean, Scott. he's he's fine. He's got sixty seven strikeouts in forty six innings. He does walk too many guys. Thirty one walks. So that's his problem. Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Jonathan Hernandez out of those three. I think I'll go Hernandez Scott Diaz. Um, in my comprehensive avoid Reds closers theory. There you go. Never you can't go wrong there. Uh, someone who is another guy who's coming back from uh, from injury, Manny Margot in Tampa Bay. Uh, any interest in in him on the on the comeback here? All right. Can you keep a secret? Oh, is this the guy you were bringing up? This is my number three guy uh, that nobody bid on. So nobody sorry. bid on him next week. Just to okay, be fair, guys? he was on the, he was on the list to begin with. So it's not like I uh, I was trying <laughs> to guess your guy. Um, I, I honestly thought we we're going to end up with Margot. I thought we'd get outbid on Franco and that we'd end up with Margot. Yeah, I uh, I like that one. I mean, he was he was hitting three hundred early this year. He was playing a bunch. I know the Rays obviously you know shift some guys in and out, but someone that was ten home runs, thirteen stolen bases last year, and you know hits the ball decently hard. Um, I think he's just kind of a, a fine play in a 15 teamer that, that that works pretty well. Yeah. Uh, we talked about JD Davis already. What about Enrique Hernandez coming back for the uh, the Red Sox? How do you think they work out uh, his playing time with uh, with Duran and all that? Well, I don't think they love Duran that much. Duran seems to be like the the mental errors guy, um, and not chasing after his mental errors after he makes them. Yeah, uh, and then, you know we just talked about how Arroyo is there, Hosmer's now there, so that's one less spot open. Um, uh, I think you know. I think Kike Hernandez will, I mean, you know, he might still factor in, but I mean, it's just, it, they're going to have to do some mix and match, match yeah. matching now. And it's probably going to, and that, you know, they've installed Tommy Pham as the leadoff guy. Um, it's been pretty good that, for them too. Yeah. Had three hits tonight, I think. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's going to be, I think all these guys get squeezed a little bit. I do too. I, I, I had kind of picked up and dropped Bobby Dalbach and then he got, he got hot for a while and he got back cold He's not playing a lot. He's he's sitting a lot when when Hosmer plays. It seems like he's playing as lefties and sitting a bunch of a bunch of righties. I don't think that's a really good decision for them. I think I'd like to see what you get from Dalback last two months to kind of see what you have going forward, make a decision on him. And like, I don't think you need to see what you get from Eric Hosmer, but that's that's kind of where they seem to be right now. Quick quiz, Hotshot. When's the last time JD Martinez homered? I know he has nine, and it's been a long freaking time. Let's go uh, July fourth. Pretty close, July tenth. He, at the time, he was hitting 311 and yep. slugging 493 at an 871 OPS. He's now down to 278 with a 781 OPS. So, I mean, it's not, he's not like utterly terrible, but he's just not hitting any power. And he has nine home runs and zero steals. That's two categories. He is killing you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's got 54 runs, so he's good there. 46 RBIs. I mean, those are fine, but not great. Like, not for a first top 10 round player, though, because yeah, you're going to end up like 65 with that. He's really hard to take out, though. I agree. Oh, I, I have agree. him in one of the online championships, and, and my offense just keeps going down. I have like three guys like that that I was like, I can't take them out, but every week they're bad. And I'm like, I'm so worried about oh. missing the the six home run, you know, 14 RBI week that I just hurt myself. And it's, it's not smart. Yeah. I, I, that's the other thing I was talking with Rob is, you know, good players are very ruthless with their cuts. Jeff Zimmerman is an yep. aggressive cutter. Phil Dusso last year famously yep. cut guys early and it worked he out cut, well. He cut to Grom and everybody's like, what the hell are you doing? And he was he ended up being right. Like he cut Walker right. Bueller, who a healthy Walker Bueller, 
before those disaster starts in Cincinnati and Colorado. I mean, it was just not genius, as Liz would say. It was artist. Yeah. I mean, it was so good. I mean, I like yeah. And the thing is, yeah, like how long did we hold on to Nelson Cruz? Way too long. Um, and it held on to in our active lineup, too. Not just hold on, but active. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean it's tough. You're, uh, I mean, you're really you're really choosing your battles here, ripping on my boy Nelly. No, well, I, it's on my watch, dude. I'm the one that's creating. I'm, I'm making this problem. Yeah, it's uh, it's been rough. It's uh, it, it's a long time coming. A lot of uh, he's done. And he's I made like six years through that, but it uh, it does not look good at the moment. Uh, in terms of other fat pickups, any interest in these middle infield average guys? Any like Nick Madrigal or David Fletcher in your life these days? If I'm really bidding aggressively on Dan, no, I'm, I'm not even going to finish that sentence because there's, you know, every port in the storm for someone there. But no, I'm not interested. Are you in a, are you a magical guy? There's some people who do really like Nick Magical. I don't really ever get it. I think he's like he has to be perfect just to work in two categories, and he has not run since he's been in the majors. He does have two steals so far this year, but man, I just you're I giving. Think he had s- one that was like overturned like oh, this last week, but. Who cares? You're just um, no, up, I'm not interested in them. You're flat out giving up home runs and RBIs, and it's just so yeah. hard to do that. Just, I mean, you're just giving it away. Yeah. I'm not going to start them, blah, blah, blah. Here. Here's your Miles Straw, sir. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, we all we all have our, you know, we've all made those mistakes. Yes, yes. Just, Delano DeShields is mine. It's uh, It yeah. still haunts me. It's just, they hurt when they don't work out. Yeah. Anybody else on offense? And, uh, you know, Greg Allen had some stolen bases this week. I really didn't go there. Um, I think Victor Caratini is uh, pretty interesting. As If you need a second catcher, um, he's playing a bunch for the Brewers with uh, Omar Navias on the IL, and he can hit a little bit too. I know he's only hit 227, but he has eight home runs and only 200 plate appearances. He's kind of a playing time catcher two play, but uh, I like that. Is there anybody else that uh, you were looking at uh, this week on offense? Yeah, like we had like backup bids in on Yastrzemski and Gamble and – Brian Anderson, you know, the world needs ditch diggers too. Um, that that's the sort of type of player we were looking at. Donovan Solano is kind of interesting, yeah. good, but uh, doesn't good, play quite every day, so it makes good it difficult. Park, second and third, some Mill and Corn eligibility like that. Uh, Mike Jumpsky has been very disappointing the last couple of years too. After hitting yeah. two seventy two and two ninety seven, he's now hitting the two twenties back to back years. He's kind of my guy, and then he wasn't. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just played himself. Yeah, uh, he's got he's played his way into being a platoon player. That's the problem. And it's, I mean, it's, it's just hard at that point to blame the Giants because it just hasn't worked there. So. Yeah. Let's, when Hifo uh, was available in one league where I had to get rid of Timmy Anderson. Sorry so to interrupt you. Since you mentioned Red Hifo, did you see Byron Buxton's play on him last night? Yeah. That was it's, pretty awesome. It's an unbelievable baseball play. Yeah. I, I love, uh, like, everybody's like, oh, the guy on third, you got to play the outfielders in. I te- feel like teams don't, like, make it extreme like that. Like, there's no point to be deep with one out and a guy on third because you're not going to th- – you have to be in a spot where you can throw somebody out. Mm-hmm. And like he actually did it. He was there, makes a diving catch. And Otani, bad base running, but like didn't think Buxton was going to be there. It was a liner up the middle. It's an unbelievable baseball play. Yeah. And that sometimes you see players dive and it's because they got a bad jump or they're just, they don't get there as fast. No, Buxton covers that ground and got a good jump and, you know, made a sweet dive. I he was, and uh, Victor Robles had catches this week where I was like, oh. Yeah, that Robles play. I, I, I obviously don't like Robles the hitter, but that Robles play was awesome. Yep. I was uh, I was very well known in high school for timing my steps so I could dive for balls. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know how to dive right. I can't oh, even do that. I'm such a bad diver. Oh, I would tell my In games, too, I time my steps just to, just to make it look a little bit better. You know, I, for whatever reason, like, all throughout my years of playing hardball, softball, you name it, like I can't dive right. I just don't know how. <laughs> and swimming, I wasn't even a good diver. But 
There you go. Uh, let's jump into starters. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We thank, uh, we thank Blue Wire for that. Uh, starters, Jeff, was a little, a little tough this week, but there are a couple interesting names. Um, starting at the top, we're going to go to uh, Oakland with the, our A's, who uh, yeah. had a wonderful weekend in, in Houston. They looked really good. They looked sharp, getting blown out of the water. Their center fielders uh, puking in the outfield. It was a, it was, <laughs> it was a great weekend in, in, in Houston. Literally did. Did you see the highlight? I, mean, I did. did. I yeah. did. I oh. saw the tweet about it first. Yeah. And then I, had like, to, I had to keep they scrolling. They informed the homepage umpire that your center fielder is puking out there. <laughs> oh, man. There were, I mean, yeah, there were 4,000 memes about what it feels like to be a 2022 Oakland Athletic that just it just fit perfectly. But, I mean, you might. That's better than being boring, I guess, when you just yeah. raise it to the level of farce. So uh, it, it's they, uh, maybe steps in the right direction. They were trounced all weekend in Houston, but uh, JP Sears, who was uh, one of the guys they traded for uh, at the deadline in the in the Frankie Montas trade, uh, got called up. And Paul Blackburn went on the aisle. Uh, Sears came up a little bit sooner than probably thought. They sent him the minors after the trade, but he came back up when uh, when Blackburn won the deal. Pitched this week against uh, against the Angels. Uh, pitched well, five and a third, uh, three mm-hmm. hits, uh, no walks, three strikeouts. Uh, this is someone that has a huge, uh, huge strikeout rate in the minors. He was 34% with the Yankees in AAA, uh, 30% with the A's, but that was only one start. But uh, uh, I think as I looked at him, like some intriguing stuff, especially from a strikeout perspective, going to be pitching a really nice home park right now. Has two starts this week, too. He is facing, uh, if you remember, he's facing Texas 
and Seattle, uh, one in Texas, one at home against Seattle. So a uh, pretty decent on paper starts to Seattle. One might be a little tough, but I think that uh, those aren't ones you're running from. Uh, how'd you feel about Sears this week? He was pretty ready, readily available. He was pretty much my top starting pitcher, yeah. uh, except for yogurt where Jamison Tyon was available. Oh, nice. Um, and I, I got Sears in that though, too. I got Sears and Tyon in that one there. Uh, but yeah, my top target. Uh, and uh, you look good. You know, when I watched him when he was pitching with the Yankees earlier this year, it's like, man, they're so rich in pitching. They could just yeah. turn to this guy and then send him back down because they're, they're evil and screwing him. No, I mean, it's just roster management, but it is kind of, it kind of does suck. He throws like five shutout innings. Like you get your one day of major league pay or how many minimum days it is and back down to the minors with you. And, you know, on one of those split contracts. I mean, I always feel bad for guys like that. You know, what did you do wrong? Nothing. Just you, you happen to be in the wrong draft in the wrong organization. So you can't yeah. be in the majors on a regular basis. Yeah, that's a, it's a big money difference, too. Like that's a huge <laughs> it's, difference. It's, it's a, the minimum salary in baseball is obviously uh, gigantic. Yes, yeah, Sears is my top guy, too. I think that uh, pitching in Oakland could be could be really nice for him. Uh, also, with two starts this week, I think we, a guy we touched on a little bit last week is uh, yep. Chris Bubich in um, – in Kansas city, uh, been pitching well lately. I think that you look at his overall line. It's not good. The ERA is over five, the whips over one and a half, but um, he's had a good starts lately. Uh, he's pitched against the white Sox, Boston and New York and Tampa and has given up in Toronto. His last five starts, actually one, two, three, <laughs> two and zero on runs. Like those are some, some legit matchups. Are you the one about Tampa Bay in there, but you know, New York, Boston, the white Sox, Toronto, uh, really good, uh, really good uh, teams he's facing there. Pitching a lot of innings, six six innings or more in four of those five starts. Yeah, um, he seems to have found something. I think that where you know you always worry a little bit with these Royals pitchers, like when's the next when's the next thing dropping? But he's at Minnesota this week, at Tampa Bay. Um, I was uh, he was right behind Sears for me, but uh, someone that I didn't want this week too. On May 11th, after a, uh, a, a one inning outing against the Rangers, where he was using relief, his ERA sat at 12.83 and a WHIP of 2.25. <laughs> um, since then. He has had a 367 ERA over 73 innings, a 143 whip. So that's not very good. Nope. And but his whip is now down to 156. So the overall numbers look terrible, but he's been better lately. And like as you alluded to, in his last six starts, even better. I mean, it, it, you, there's a cautionary tale about selective endpoints here. Of but um, the fact that he's doing like, it against good competition is yeah. encouraging. The good comp, and I like the the walks are down the last uh, six starts too. He's yeah. had. Uh, He's only had three walks in two of those. The other ones are one, two, or zero. Where you look at his, his game long earlier, it's like six, three, 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 three. There's a bunch of twos in there. A lot of yep. crooked numbers in the walks. It seems like he's figured that maybe a little bit. Uh, like you said, I'm a little bit wary here, but uh, I do like what I've seen lately. And you know, pitching has been uh, pretty slim so far. Uh, did you jump into any Eduardo Rodriguez at all this week? He made a rehab start, looked pretty good. I don't think we know fully when he's coming up, but it seems like he's on the right path finally. He was on my list of bids. Uh, kind of like a... Yeah, it, it, I, we're not going to use him this week, but we'll throw him at the bottom of our queue type of bid. Did you do anything with uh, Kyle Muller? Got picked up or got called up this week, pitched well on Saturday, then back down to the minors. Kyle Wright has the arm fatigue, but they just have a lot of starters. Um, on Saturday, I was like, I'm all in on this guy, and then they sent him back down. I had to pull back, but uh, I, uh, I I do like what I've seen from him. I just It's, it's hard to pick up a guy that you know we don't know when he's going to start. Yeah, uh, I didn't uh, because of that reason. I didn't um, either. Um, I, on, on Saturday morning, I was like, okay, yeah, we've got DL yeah. Hall. We've got Moeller. Yep. It's going to be all right. DL Hall got sent back down. They said he's going to be a reliever for the rest of the year. Yep. That was, a, that was a quick, like, oh, this is interesting. I'm going to research him to oh, cross him off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Ryan O'Donnell asked about a couple other pitchers in 12s. Are you buying either Justin Steele or Aaron Savali, Scott? 
Uh, you know, I'm buying Justin Steele right now. I had him on our list talking about he's 41% rostered in the uh, in the 12 teamers in the NFBC, just as a, a thing. But what I like with him recently is the strikeouts. He had uh, mm-hmm. he had nine strikeouts against the Nationals this week, uh, 10 against the Marlins. I get that there's two really good matchups, but then he had six against the Giants before that. Um, I like that he threw six innings last last start because that's been the thing with him. Like he had a, he had a, he had a three right. and a two third and a four and two third in there. But yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued by Steele. I think uh, I like him there. Savali. You know, I think you're hoping he pitched four innings this week and looked okay. I think you're playing matchup there. They play. He gets Detroit again this week, and I think you start anyone you can against Detroit right now. The second one's against the White Sox might be a little tougher, but um, I would throw him if I had him. I'm throwing him where I have him too, but I, I think I probably prefer Steele uh, the rest of the way. He's at Washington this week too, like really good matchup. They're going six man, so I don't think he throws twice this week. But that means you get Washington this week and then maybe two starts the week after. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I have him in labor still. I've held on to him all this time. Uh, so yeah, I've got some interest in Justin Steele. Let me double check, make sure I still have him. But uh, yeah, that team has been just weird. Uh, just so many different, uh, so many, so many guys have gotten hurt all over the course of the season. Uh, Justin Steele, just no, I think I, I actually might have cut him finally. Uh, so, uh, anyways, I, I I liked him enough to roster him earlier. So yeah, and Savali, I'm not touching. I'd go, I'd go steal in a 12 teamer. I'd go both in a 15 teamer is probably what I'd do. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, the guardians are playing so well. I get it. Yeah. I just, I just don't trust Savali. I don't know. I, I really don't either. And it's like, it's going to be hard to get him through five innings, which makes him really tough to throw. If he didn't have two starts this week, I would not do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Ryan, I would check the, uh, I would check the Cubs rotation as much as you can. Cause I'm not sure if, uh, if Wade Miley's coming back into the week. So steel might pitch Sunday. Uh, there's some thought that Wade Miley might pitch that game too. So if steel throws twice, I would definitely prefer him. Fair enough. Any other pitchers, Jeff, before we move on? Any like uh, some of the young guys, Cole Ragans, uh, Tommy Henry. Uh, as I looked at both of those guys, I kind of just moved on. But uh, Ragans is a little interesting to me. Uh, he's Henry, a prospect, but I don't think he's really ready this year. Yeah. I think I, I had him like in a, you know, some sort of league where you can keep him. That was uh, that was kind of my impression too. And he gets uh, he gets one against Oakland this week, so I guess maybe that's the intrigue there. As he gets uh, he gets to face the A's, which is a uh, pretty much a layup these days. Yeah, it's not a bad spot. Yeah. Peter Um, asked about Austin Voth. Rocks the Voth. Baltimore Orioles now. Uh, What do you think about him? Uh, I've been burned so many times with Austin Voth. It feels like every time I pick him up, uh, I picked him up a couple times in the Nationals, he blew up on me. But, yeah, it's been – it's been good lately. But, uh, yeah, I'm not – it's been five, five, and five. Uh, I guess I could see it. Not someone that I was targeting this week, though. I'm just – I think I'm scarred from past national experiences understandable um he he like ever he's, he's another one of those sneakily been better lately and his over, yeah. overall numbers look bad uh and suddenly but, suddenly baltimore was a really good place to pitch which helps a lot yeah but they go at toronto to start oh actually. i'm not starting that yeah and that's where that's what both get so you get a whole you know they get you know same thing with kyle bradish is why i'm not big on him either uh, because he even though it's a two-stepper um it's i, I it's home against boston which could be all right, but at Toronto to start. I'm not yeah. interested in that. Uh, I liked how he's actually pitched since he's come back, but I was the same way. I kind of pulled back when I saw the matchups. That Peter guy has a has a picture there. Do you recognize him? Yeah, I don't know. He, he's, he, he did well in the Scott Fishbowl last year. Now he's branching yeah. out into baseball. 
Yeah, he was the only Rotowire guy to beat me in Fishbowl. I was still, I was kind of bummed about that. Oh, okay. Well, I think he well, made not the, that you were tracking or anything. I think he made the final week, and I made the second to final week. He did, oh, he did really, really well. He was like fifth overall, I think. Yeah, he was really good. Like he had an awesome team. Yeah. Uh, let's jump real quick into relievers. Uh, but first, a note from our sponsors at Caesars: the weather is heating up. It sure is here in LA, that's for sure. And so are the promotions at Caesars Sportsbook today. Anyone who is at least twenty-one years old and in a licensed Caesars Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesars Sportsbook promo code of Roto. 15 that's roto15 the promo code give new new users a risk-free first bet up to fifteen hundred dollars visit caesars.com slash sportsbooks or download the caesar sportsbook app today and don't forget to use promo code roto15 when signing up jeff i think we've kind of talked about some of the guys during some of these questions here that are available as relievers i felt like last week was the reliever week there were some uh there's some 12 teamers where ian kennedy was still available rowan wick had three saves this week clearly kind of took the job for the Cubs. Like he's, it's clearly his, I mean, who knows how long it lasts, but he is clearly the guy. And I'd that. argue Kennedy's clearly the guy in Arizona yeah. too. I, I would too. He had that one Melanson came in, but he had been thrown twice. He had thrown twice in a row. He had to save again tonight. Um, Alexis Diaz in Cincinnati is about 50% uh, rostered in the 12 teamers. Um, kind of all guys we talked about last week, but uh, I think Kennedy was my favorite of the guys who weren't, you know, kind of universally rostered. Yep. But wait, there's more Scott, because oh. this is why you pay attention to what your league does. Uh, in one of my main events, someone cut Sir Anthony Dominguez, uh, who ended up getting two saves this week. It's him and not David Robertson after all, uh, or at least I would say, I wouldn't say it's all the time, but I think it's probably the majority of the time. It's kind of, maybe it's working out like Seattle's bullpen or Tampa's bullpen or all that, but I think it's more of a majority and not a plurality. Uh, and Sir Anthony Dominguez is just flat out a good pitcher. Really good. Yes. Um, so I went after him and got him in the main. We, we did Tim and I, I gotta make sure I get, you know, Tim never gets credit. I would say I, but it's we, and we really went back and forth and discussed it. Like, okay, we have to get him. We had him at six and we went in 13, ended up at 23. Could have gotten for you told me that earlier, and I was surprised actually that he didn't go for a higher number coming off this week where he had you know he had two saves in the last in the last like four days. Like I thought yeah. it'd be a higher number. I, I On a good that. team, too. Yeah. That's a like it's gonna be maybe it's a tough week this week, uh you know, opponent-wise, but they're a good team surging, trying to make the playoffs. Um Phillies, yeah. I'm gonna be watching a lot of Phillies games. I'm waiting for Harper to come back on that team. Taking uh, taking BP on the field tomorrow, Jeff. I know. Are you gonna be I'm, are you gonna tune in for the live BP live stream? Uh, I no, I will not. But uh, I think your point on how good of a team there is really important because he doesn't have to get every single save to work out. Like if he gets right. two thirds of their saves down the stretch, that would be really valuable. And you guys needed another closer losing Clay Holmes, like super valuable there. I really like that ad. I think that was haven't really cut sweet. Holmes by the way. Um, I cut him, I cut him last week. Did you? Your your Zimmerman style there. I, I like it. I couldn't believe that they brought him in for a one run lead in in Fenway Park after all his struggles. I just thought that was a weird landing spot for like maybe a three run lead or maybe a seven. Like I just felt like for all the comments and it's like, Oh, you know, maybe Chapman was gonna get the next save. I found it really weird that they found his next spot, a one run lead in Fenway in a big game. I, I just, I, I thought that was a weird usage by Boone. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Um, trying you know, figuring some of these guys out is uh, tricky on the usage part, but uh, I, I agree with that. By the way, Anthony Gelati was asking about start McCullers. Yeah. Start him. He looked great. Now it was against RAs against a team that had a throwing up center fielder. So um <laughs> he pitched what he pitched yesterday? He pitched yesterday. Was it yesterday or no, it was it was yesterday. You're right. It was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he looked he looked really good. He didn't walk four guys, and again, it's the A's, but I think that I, I we should have mentioned him in the fab. He was he was he was taking a lot of leagues, but where he was available, um, uh, he was he was my uh, he was my top bid. I I, I had him on the online. I think that he's one of those guys you just kind of start out there. Uh, I'd throw him for sure. 
Yeah, Astros starting pitcher um, yeah. who's proven before. Yeah, for sure. And I know at, at Atlanta is not exactly the, the matchup you want, but I, I think I, I would grab him pretty quick. Yeah. So that that Dominguez bid said, I mean, it. it so who are who are your closer? Who are your closers then now? Our closers are Scott Barlow, uh, okay. Ian Kennedy, who survived, the, who survived the trade deadline and all that stuff really nicely. Yeah, Sir Anthony Dominguez, and who knows what happens with Holmes? I mean, Holmes did get an opportunity this weekend. They they have and and the the it was on an ESPN broadcast made a point of saying that no Chapman is not our closer yet. I mean that they told uh, the ESPN crew no, he's still got to earn their trust a little bit more. So that means Holmes is still viable. Did you bid on F Ross anywhere? Was he available in any of your leagues? Uh, I did not. I don't think he was available. Actually, he doesn't, I don't think he's available in main events, but I did not. Uh, I did not bid on him. I just, uh, I think it's, uh, I still think it's Chapman coming up next. I know they said that, but I think that uh, I still think it's Chapman. I picked up F Ross and AL Towers. And oh, and thing. yeah, AL League, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I mean, it can't hurt me. Now, the annoying thing is I got outbid on Sears. So, uh, you know, I, I would have, I really could have used Sears more than I could have used the, the relief pitcher, but whatever i was replacing spencer watkins i mean i can find some you know and not not too big of a leap to try to improve over that and that uh the save he had yesterday was big for them and the yankees have been effort that's right Efros i'm talking about the yankees have been struggling yeah. he came in a big spot to get put a couple guys on base but got out of it you could tell he had the big fist pump um you know you could tell he wanted that he had a, he had a rough outing in st louis i think early in the week when he first got to call or he first got to the yankees so uh three straight scoreless outings for efros uh, again the big save uh, against boston I think it's a pretty good spec right there, especially with the, the quote you mentioned about Chapman. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. And if not, at least he's a good pitcher. They traded for him to put him in critical spots, so yeah. maybe he'll pick up a win. Uh, a few news and notes before we uh, get out of here. Uh, you mentioned, mentioned Bryce Harper. He is taking BP on the field on Monday. Um, I think he takes BP. I think he, I think he starts to get fast-tracked pretty quick. I think you're going uh, to get him before the end of the month. I'm going to put on that one. Your lips to God's ears. Let's yeah. do it. Uh, Luis, uh, Luis Robert, uh, we're going with Robert. I think he wants to go back to that, but, uh, left early Friday with a sprained wrist. It feels like it's been something with, with him all year long, uh, missed the weekend. It sounds like they're hoping to avoid the IL with him. It sounds like good news for next week, but, uh, that's one to, to definitely check on. He's obviously so, so good. The, the White Sox, uh, they do play tomorrow. They play, they have a seven game week this week. So you definitely want him in there. Uh, I checked that lineup, uh, very, very closely with, uh, with Houston on Monday. Cause you're going to want to play Robert. Yeah, um, definitely. And it's just more of the same if you've had him all year. Yeah, it's been in between that. He had that weird sickness that wasn't COVID, but it was lightheaded. And then he missed like mm-hmm. a couple of weeks with that. And it was during the All-Star break. It's just been a weird up and down for a guy who's obviously really, really good. Uh, Ramon Laureano left early Sunday with an apparent leg injury. I haven't heard anything more on that, but he's someone who has you know, put up some stats. The one guy in the A's that's been hitting a little bit. Uh, he's dealing with side soreness, actually. They changed that uh, later on. So side soreness. Um, I think that's a lot worse than leg soreness, honestly. It all stinks, but it does. Uh, yeah. But side soreness seems to just linger, and uh, it's oblique stuff. Never is never great. And there's no zero point zero reason for the A's to rush him back. I mean, nope. why did they not trade him at the deadline? By the way, I don't know. That's a really good question. I would have. I would have. T- I would have traded him for sure. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't know how the market was for him. Right. He wasn't uh, he wasn't exactly killing it, but he was kind of warm right before that. It showed Could enough. Worth that, Jordan uh, Montgomery, right? Uh, you'd think if, so. Yeah, really good outfielder that can he can hit more than Bader. You know, Bader's probably a, uh, they're both really good outfielders. Bader's probably a better fielder. More than I was a better thrower. Uh, but yeah, I think that I sure I certainly would have done. That. I, I I I'm surprised he has kept him around. Yeah, me too. 
Um, let's see. We talked about Wander Franco, uh, Franco nearing his rehab assignment. Jonathan India, Jeff, uh, hoping to avoid the IL yet again. He has a lower leg issue set on Saturday and Sunday. Do you have any info on uh, if you think he's going to be playing this week or maybe uh, hitting the IL? He says he's going to avoid it, but he said he was going to avoid it at the beginning of the year too. So, right. which ties into a Twitter question. Joe G asked, "Would you drop? Who would you drop? India or Paul DeYoung? Mixed daily roto." Oof. That is uh, that's tough. I not really a Paul DeYoung guy. I'd probably keep India. He's been pretty good since the coming yes. back up. Been hitting for power. Um, I think I'm keeping India barely. I mean, if you need the spot for this week, I mean. You just missed out on a Coors Field trip for the, uh, the Cardinals. Cardinals have six games this week. Freeland, Marquez, Senzatella, Henry, Baumgartner, Kelly. Eh, it's a pretty good hit. It's a pretty good hitting week, yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, and the Reds have six games also. Uh, Philly and then at Pittsburgh, which India, seems pretty good. India has been very disappointing, especially the hard contact. He's under 30%, under 4% barely. He's just not hit well, but I just don't think he's been healthy all year. Um, he's 21-12 last year. I think I'm I think I'm still holding on to that, hoping you get maybe a spark here in the last six weeks. I think I'm going to India. Yeah. I mean, the Reds Reds play Monday. The Cardinals don't. So, I mean, if you it depends on like when you make your yeah. move, too. If you, Reds are typically one of the first teams to post a lineup. So, look out for that, and maybe that makes that help guide you on your decision. Good question for uh, from Anthony Gialdi in the chat. A uh, guy that I was looking at, uh, Juan Yapez, uh, sounds like he's coming back early this week. Uh, Jeff, do you think he plays every day? They've been playing a lot of Lars Newtbar since uh, since Yapez got hurt. Um, Gorman, Nolan Gorman's playing a lot of DH when they face righties with uh, with uh, you know with Paul DeYoung back and uh, you know Edmund Edmund's been really bad by the way. Edmund's been sneaky terrible since like the first six weeks of the season. Yeah. Uh, do you think do you think Yapez plays regularly? I kind of think it's uh, I don't know like four out of six kind of thing probably. I think so too. I mean, Pujols had the big bomb yesterday, uh, today. See, that I mean, ball was crushed. He was crushed. He's at 689 now. I, mean, I don't think he gets to 700, but. Wow, he's at 689. Wow. Yeah. That's a hell of um, a career. It is. It is. Um, and I didn't even mention him. We got Tyler O'Neill in there, but Tyler O'Neill has been brutal. Yeah. Yeah, he has. Uh, yes, Dylan yes. Carlson's actually kind of coming around a little bit, yeah. but. I like, I like Dylan Carlson player. I think he's going to still work out. Um, Tyler O'Neill has six home runs and eight, eight stolen bases. I know he's been hurt, but he still has 260 plate appearances. That is, he was 34 15 last year. Yeah. It, it seems like this is the same as last year or the year before that or the year before that. But the Cardinals are a really good team despite getting like next to nothing from their outfield. It's it, really remarkable how yeah. bad their outfield is. And how many of the outfielders end up being good on other places. Like it's very strange, but. I yeah. tell you, I did not. I didn't. I Tyler Neal was not a target for me. I was always worried about the strikeouts, but I did not see anything like this coming. I mean, six home runs. I thought he was a twenty-five home run floor guy. Yeah, like, it was a regress to what guy? Sure. Yeah, exactly. And... It was a not gonna go thirty-four, fifteen, but like he was gonna hit twenty-five to thirty home runs for sure. Right? Exactly. Like that, I'm shocked by the power. Yeah, me too. Let's see other notes that uh, we mentioned. Dustin May um, returning to start Saturday. We know that you want him to pitch Sunday, but it sounds like he's going to pitch Saturday. <laughs> uh, Ronald Acuna, we kind of talked about already, but he sat Sunday after some uh, exiting early with knee soreness on Saturday. I would definitely uh, check. That's a lineup that if you have Acuna, obviously you're checking and hitting refresh because they have a eight. They have seven games this week, 
and they do play tomorrow against the Mets. We mentioned Kyle Schwarber already. Uh, Brandon Lau sat the weekend with a sore shoulder. He'd been back uh, with the Rays in the last uh, last month or so here. Um, so another one to check the news on. Uh, Jeff Trevor's story is traveling with the team this week. I was a little surprised by he's going to take regular BP. Um, sounds like there was no news on activation, but maybe he's getting a little bit closer. He's with the team, traveling with them, taking some BP. Maybe he's a little bit closer than we thought because I, I kind of thought earlier that might he might be right in that drop territory, and I probably would have dropped him at the time. It sounds like he might be back sooner than we think. Had we known when he got hurt that it was going to be this long, we probably would have dropped him. But now that you've come here, made it this far, and now he's make, traveling with the team, well, I don't know. You already talked about how crowded it is in Boston. That's just one other element, though. Yeah, so that's uh, – but it sounds like at least he's on the – progressing on the right path. Um, lastly, Giancarlo Stanton uh, nearing a rehab assignment. It's felt, this one felt like it's been lingering for a long time without much news, but it sounds like maybe uh, Stanton is finally getting to the point where he's going to you know play three or four rehab games and get back to New York. Yeah, uh, you got to figure he's pretty much full time DH when he comes back, though, right? I would, I would think so. I don't think they, I don't think they bother putting him in the outfield, right? Yeah, how many, how many games did he play the outfield this year? Uh, that's a good question. If you want to talk about the meaning of life, I'll look that up real quick. No, I'm looking it up already, so uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, yeah, uh, you know. sorry, he's got 38 games in the outfield. Okay, so it's plenty. Thirty-eight, thirty-eight in the outfield, thirty-seven at, at uh, DH. I mean, that's why you go out and get Benintendi, so he doesn't ever have to play the outfield again. And that actually reminded me is there was a there was a later breaking news on uh, in New York with DJ LeMahieu, a guy that uh, affects me. I have him in uh, the main event, and he's first, second, third eligibility. Like, he's one of those guys that I'm like, oh, I always have LeMahieu, so I can move someone around. I don't have to worry about it. But uh, he's dealing with a right big toe injury. He sat out the uh, the game tonight against uh, Boston. Um, he's going to do some imaging back in New York tomorrow. You'd never like to hear that. Um, hmm. That's what Aaron Boone said. So I'm uh, I'm worried there. Uh, Lemay, he was someone that I will admit I was not super fired up when I said his name out loud in the draft in Vegas. Kind of like, oh, he lasted this long. He's triple eligible. Maybe he won't hurt me. Uh, he's been really good. 280, uh, 71 runs scored has been kind of his big thing. He's leading off in front of yep. the judge all year. Is the but at 381 OPS or uh, OBP? Sorry, he's been really good for them getting on base in front of judge. 43 runs batted in, not bad from the left spot. 12 homers, you know, more than last year. Uh, he's had a sneaky, pretty good year. Yep, uh, he has. He, you know, and this is kind of if you go in the wayback machine to when he signed with the Yankees, you know, this is the type of season you expected out of him. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, pretty good batting average. He wasn't going to hit like you know. You you figure okay, he's out of course field. He's not going to hit three hundred again, but he'll hit close to that. He'll have some power. He won't kill you there. No, instead you had the happy fun ball years in New York, yep. and we got we all forgot who DJ LeMahieu really yeah, we is. The, we got the three sixty four year in there. That was that was the twenty this COVID year. But yeah, yeah man, I think it's just really solid. And in fantasy, you know, eligible three positions, hitting in front of judge, you know, strikes out under thirteen percent of the time. Just uh, he's a he's a really good real world player for them, and you know, man's a bunch of spots and getting on base at three eighty. I mean, that that'll work no matter where you are. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the chat asked about Tyler Glass now. I would not pick him up. I think if anything, he throws a few innings in the last couple of weeks. I don't think it's worth it fantasy-wise. Correct. Uh, last guy I wanted to ask you about before we jump out of here, uh, Brady Singer in Kansas City. We so talked about him. And oh. get, the Dodgers had won a million games in a row. He comes in there, shuts them out. Uh, six innings, one hit against the Dodgers. who had They've been scoring. They've been killing people, too. It's not like they've had a bunch of one runs. They've been scoring 8, 10, 12 runs, uh, three walks, seven strikeouts. Uh, his last section of starts have just been really, really good. I know he had that four earned run start in there against the White Sox, but from counting that, you go zero one four zero one one like that's one two three that's six starts where he's gone one run or fewer one with four um, two of those had double digit strikeouts he has been 
really, really good last six weeks. One of the best pitchers in baseball last six weeks. Yeah, he, he finally, it's like the light turned on and yeah. the Royals failed to screw him up. Um, and good good on him or them, maybe even. 100 Ks in 98 innings. He likes seeing that. He actually pitched three starts in AAA this year. I think that's kind of wild, though. But <laughs> I, they, yeah, I guess you're right. They just sent him back. Yeah, that is wild to think about now. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is a definite breakout season for him. You, you, you like seeing it. This is what happens a lot of times, or at least felt like it happened all the, that was the normal prospect project uh, progression. You, you, you get hit around for a little bit, right. take your lumps, you learn from it and get better. You figure out, get, you know, how to finish off hitters, yeah. you know, know how to set them up, learn which hitters you try to strike out, which hitters you try to get with weak contact and go from there. Yeah, and he got spoiled. His 2020, the COVID year, was pretty good. The whip was under 1.2, and the last year was just a disaster. And I kind of think they were like, oh, he's a boss. He's done. And he's clearly showing that that's not the case. I mean, the whip's 1.13. Like, that plays anywhere right there. ERA is, what, down to 3.29? Like, these numbers are fantastic. Yeah. I guess there's some lessons here, too. I mean, that and maybe it was like one of those you squint, you could maybe see it. Even last year, like 22% strikeout rate's not too bad. Home run rate was less than a homer per nine last year. I mean, he he did have a pretty bad walk uh, rate at 9%. It's down to six this year. He also had a 350 BABIP last year. Yep. Now that that's your high whip right there. Now it's a normal 295. And you he's know. cut he's cut his walk rate from 9% to 5.5%. That's obviously yep. huge for the whip also. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's, it's you know, we I think we he was what he was the first round, he's the 18th overall pick. Um, someone that we, we were fired up about, and then we, you know, he wasn't good, but it's been fun to see him really kind of dominate and take over. And today, kind of put the put the put the, the cap on. I mean, you go you go six innings and one hit against the Dodgers, you're you're doing work. Yeah. Funny you mentioned uh, you mentioned guys who you know kind of big prospects who didn't do much. Uh, Brendan Rogers has been good lately. He's in three eighty one the last thirty days. Been really good for the Rockies. Someone that we think we kind of forgot about, and you know he was just kind of okay, and then he was injured. He had fifteen home runs last year, but uh, he's at 290, 11 home runs, fifty eight runs scored, fifty six RBIs. Didn't run at all, but um, hard hit rates up to forty five percent. He's having a really nice year. Cut his strikeout rate four percent. Um, he's becoming the player that we kind of were hoping for, like in twenty nineteen or whatever it was. You know, even the bad organizations are going to have some flowers bloom. Yeah. And I, I like this. Like, as, we much as, they, about, as much as they try and mess it up along the way. Yeah. Singer, Rogers. I think you had uh, Reed Detmers on the list. You know, yeah. that's a guy that, uh, you know, has got turned it around. You know, it's been a whole malaise of a season for the Angels. But, you know, Renhifo's had a good little year. You know, Detmers has had a good, good little year. Good things can still happen on bad teams. Yeah, you look at you look at Detmer's uh, since he's been back nine, seven, twelve, six, six, and seven strikeouts. Like that is the key. He's striking guys out mm-hmm. every time out. There's no you know, every once in a while he had that. He, had, he threw no hitter earlier this year before he got set down. Like, he had some good starts, but he had nothing over uh, six strikeouts in from April to June. Nothing, not one start over six strikeouts. He has one, two, three, four, four of those already, and two others with six since he's been back. I mean, he clearly we discovered that slider. He's a different guy. And, you know, it's nice to see that he went back down, worked on his stuff. You know, it was only a couple of weeks, came back up, and he's, he's clearly a different guy right now. Yeah, and the funny thing is when we drafted him, we expected him to have yeah, strikeouts. We so, did. you know, we also expected Patrick Sandoval to have a good year, and that hasn't really worked out the same way, but uh... – it is not. The Angels are, uh, you know, they almost had the, the play of the year last night with um, with Sierra almost scoring the inside the park three on walk up. It was kind of a shame. Carlos Correa has a cannon still, by the way. 
Yes, he does. Yes, that he does. throw that that relay throw from the outfield was was nasty. I know where everybody's looking at like what is why is Nick Gordon diving for that with a guy on first as the tying run and all that. But um, oh, Carlos, yeah, Torres, that was a really bad play. That was that yeah, was really awful. I get awful it. You like you make the play, the game's over. But like you can't let that ball behind you no matter what with a guy on first as the tying run. Like that is right. If the guy's on third, yeah, sure, go for it. Does it matter or not? But oof. but Correa and that throw is just out of a cannon. Yeah. Him and him and O'Neill Cruz, my God, O'Neill Cruz can just freaking. Not the best throw I've ever seen from that side of the field in Anaheim Stadium, but uh... <laughs> is that Ramon Laureano? I hope no, is Joanna Cespedes. Oh, yeah, Laureano had the one where he caught the ball in left center and then doubled the guy at first too. That was an unreal play. Yeah, but uh, the Cespedes, Cespedes one was the best yeah. throw, one of the top five throws I've ever seen. Yeah, Howie Kendrick at home, just like what the heck just happened? It's, yes. it's an amazing play, and like. He, he bobbles it. And he kind of looks up. He's like, "Oh, you're running on me!" And just boom, that was an awesome. Yeah, play. yeah the A's have had some uh, had some good throwing moments in uh, in, in in Anaheim for sure. Yeah, so cool. Anybody else you want to talk about, Jeff? I feel like we've kind of hit everybody. We hit all the all, all the deep fab stuff, all the Tatis stuff. I feel like we hit it all. But is there anything else on your mind you feel like discussing? No, I just can't wait. I just want to see more baseball. I mean, I do too. I'm, having I teams in contention is fun. It it really it's a little stressful, Jeff. It's a little uh, you know, when when things go, when things go bad, it's a bad feeling at night. I try and not let it affect me, but God, when you look up and it's like three for thirty-one, it hurts. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's fun to be in contention. Both my teams are in contention in their league, um, you know, a little bit overall too. So it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun last seven and a half weeks here, and uh, I wouldn't want it any other way. It'll be a little stressful, but uh, this is what we play for, and it's gonna be uh, be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, talking with you about it the rest of the way here. We're both uh, we both have teams in the top. What are you top twenty-five? I think somewhere in there. Somewhere uh, in there, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we both have teams doing really well. It's gonna be really really fun. Uh, it's gonna be, we haven't had a season where both of us were up there, so it's going to be a lot of fun to, to kind of break it down each week. Yeah, I can't wait, and I'll be sweating every misstepped starter in cores and all that, and you know, and still live to tell the tale. So that, that, that's uh, that's the fun part. You and me both. I agonized on Friday afternoon about AJ Pollock and someone I forget who it was, but uh, AJ I sat AJ Pollock and he had two home runs this week, and I just I don't even. I, and it's because Robert got hurt, so he played all three games. I was just I was just so disgusted by the whole thing. Oh, I know it's gross. It is. You're like, oh, it's two home runs. I'm never get back. Like, I wonder what that would do in my standings. You just can't think that way. But it's uh, there was a night I had three wins on my bench, and I'm like, oh, God, oh. that's hard. That's hard to do. <laughs> I know it's like Jeez, awful. But then you, yeah. yeah, I looked. I was like, I would have made that. I looked at the players yeah. I had active. It's like, well, who, I, at some point, yeah. yeah, you make your calls on Monday and Friday, and you have to. You realize you made them for a reason. You're going to get some wrong, but you just hope you get more right than wrong. And that's uh, that's how you get that. But it's it sure hurts when you get them wrong. Yep, that's right. So. Well, thanks everybody for listening. We always appreciate it. If you're either listening live here or uh, on the audio version, we always appreciate that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, he's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. We will be back at you next Sunday night talking uh, talking more baseball. We look forward to that. Good luck this uh, good luck this week to everybody and take care. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.